a raven, right? Show me a tattoo. It's like the family I never had. Everyone on the ground now! We've identified a dozen organized police gangs within your department. I know all about the ravens. How do I know he ain't a cop? We're all cops. Everybody deserves a second chance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Dario Christian. Joining me today is a full panel of black folks. I mean, every black folk in LA is on our panel today. We got Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? And we got some special guests. You just saw the trailer for The Oath, the new Crackle show that is premiering tonight, actually, right, fellas? It's it's, it's streaming now. All 10 episodes free. All 10 episodes free. Well, we got the stars with us in the house. We got Corey Hardrick. Yes. Thank you, Black Hollywood Live. Appreciate you for having us. Kwame Patterson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Arlen Escarpita. Escarpita, but it's Arpeda. Oh, I did the remix. So Arpeda. It was the Midwest jumping out on me right there. My country, Midwest. <laughs> Sorry about that. And we also got other people in the house with us today. We have stylist, author of Hair Therapy, Growing Your Hair, Beautiful Natural Hair, all that fun stuff. Tiffany Anderson with us today. And also, bada bing, bada bang, bada with the bing, coolest bing, hat in boom. LA. That's right, that's right, that's right. Bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. Adding stuff and making stuff up. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He got it. It sounded good. I got it. I got it. He had to bring the style today. He brought the style. That's right. All right, fellas, this show, I'm. you know, that trailer's got me going with this. So tell us about the show so people who don't know, who haven't seen the trailer, would give a little bit more information. What's going on with it? Our show really just centers around the. That underbelly of cop gangs, you know, we, we've seen gangs in LA and stuff like that. But these are cops that are gangs, you know, and how uh, how they operate uh, for good, for bad, how tight they are, and why they do what they do. Uh, earlier today, we were talking about how uh, you know we all know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, on our show, you're gonna see us go from right and wrong to necessary. You know, mm. we we get pushed to the wall for good and for bad. Uh, and then you got a neck bone over here played by uh, <laughs> Kwame Patterson, and um, you know. We running from this man. <laughs> so you, oh, you, you got the, 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 the serious job, huh? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what's coming next after Neckbone. And what about each one of your characters? Tell us a little bit. Um, I mean, Neckbone is like, like he's he's smart, calculated. Pretty much Neckbone. If if Neckbone was born in Beverly Hills, he'd be able to run a 500 Fortune company. You know, it's just that he was born on the wrong side of the tracks. You know, he's a businessman. He's not your typical street drug dealer. You know, he owns businesses. He's very smart. And, you know, Neckbone is like one of those people that when he talks, everybody listens. When he walks in a room, everybody notices, you know. So. That's yeah. a, I'm like, all right. I'm like, <laughs> that's Neckbone. That's, like, that's Neckbone. <laughs> right. He got nothing to say. Yeah, Neckbone. Right. Rice and gravy. Nice. Right. What about no, your character? I'm, I'm, I play Cole Hammond. My name's Corey Hardrick. I play Cole Hammond. And um, I'm an adopted, you know, um, child into the family. And what happens is, you know, I got a white father and a white brother. So it's like already, I'm already kind of like, you know, trying to feel like I want to be accepted by this family. And then I'm, I'm into the cop world as well. So I'm not trying to step on no one's toes. I'm trying to do everything that they want me to do. But I'm, I'm really like an emotional guy on the show, hard on his sleeves. He's really intense, but he has a lot of bottled up energy from his past, like, um, that he deals with, so um, as the season go on, you know, it slowly comes out, and he just can't hold back no more, and he just, he just, you know, take it to the next level, and um, <laughs> that's Cole Hammond right there, so um, yeah, the show's incredible, it's about cops, family, 
you know, um, relationships, and it just goes into this endangered, uh, this endangered environment ran by Neck Bone and his crew, and um, y'all gonna love it, you know. It's like yeah. Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy yeah. mixed with Lil Wire, and um, it's real. I mean, all of us are real guys, so you know what y'all gonna get when y'all see the show. So, and Arlen, uh, I play uh, Damon Bird, and Damon is a undercover FBI. Um, I'm also part of the uh, Ravens, not by their choice. You know, they get I kind of get forced into that circle, and uh, I'm really, at least in my, uh, in my opinion, the uh, the moral compass of the show because I really am trying to do things right. You know, but once you get wrapped up in that uh, that world of necessity, you find yourself doing things that you probably would never think you would do, and uh, you really get to see Damon grow up from episode one all the way through episode ten. You you see him; he becomes a different person. You know, and uh, he's forced to grow up uh, and face the realism of what it is. It's no longer black and white. It's that gray area. And that's where our show really shines because that gray area is where it becomes interesting. You know, we know one plus one is always two. But when you get in that gray area where good is not always good and bad is not always bad, that's where that drama and that that intrigue to watch and to keep coming back to watch uh, goes on. It sounds intense. Like, I'm I'm all about it. Oh, trust me. Very it's very intense. Yeah, it's his, a special show. His face alone makes, makes me <laughs> feel like, <laughs> like he was smiling. When I, he wasn't even smiling, but he was sort of smiling. He's like, it is intense. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna punch you. Understand that, brother? Yeah. Now, Fifty Cent is a part of this show, right? Yeah. He's the executive producer, That's right? Yeah. And, how, and now, did he? Did they come to him, or did he? Was he already involved? And in like, how did that all work with him? I think when we came on board, Fifty was already yeah. in the fold with right. with, uh, with, uh, with with the show itself, but. Uh, as an executive producer, I mean, we can all sp- and it's, uh, we can all attest to the fact that the man is a genius. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he knows how to push what he's pushing. He has his the respect. We know with his name on here, we're gonna get the eyes on it. Absolutely. You know all we yeah. have to do is go out there and do our jobs. And the work speaks yeah. for itself too. Yeah. When you see it, we're just not promoting it. Like, oh, just watch this. You know, um, we all believe in it. We all gave like a thousand percent. We all worked so hard on it as a collective. You know, the whole cast, crew, everybody just filming out there in Puerto Rico. So. You know, 50's really behind this show, and he really believes in it. He ain't going to put his name on nothing he don't That's believe right. in. That's right. That's true. So yeah. look what happened with the power. So I believe, you know, this this can possibly be in that, you know, space as well. You know, yeah. God willing. So Definitely. Yeah, it's right. exciting. Well, for those of us yeah. that are already fans of, like, the cop genre and this yeah. sort of, like, you know, street dramas and that kind of thing, what sets you guys apart and will make people want to be like, yes, I'm going to look at that? Wow, I mean, I believe it doesn't, it's a, it's a show that's unapologetic, it doesn't hold back, and we really take it there, you know, and it has great, you know, it's based on family, so we got great relationships, and then we have the, the police department, yeah. and we all have the, the relationships there, and it just, you know. You know what else, I think what really will separate us as well, our showrunner, our creator, Joe Halpin, yeah. so Joe was, uh, he was an ex-sheriff uh, deputy for like 17, 20-something years, so a lot of what you're seeing on screen, either he's... Yeah been aware of he's seen he's been a part of you know clearly for for uh, tv purposes things have to be switched and changed but it's coming from a real place wow. you know yeah. uh and and with us on screen we we get to to dive into that world head first and we're not operating under a uh, a network tv umbrella mm-hmm. this is crackle yeah. so we can do what we want to do right. you yeah. know when you when yeah. you're playing outside the box there's no <laughs> rules so yeah. right. i think that definitely sets us apart it's a lot of violence yeah. on this show i tell you that right now but it's all it's it's uh it's necessary you know, it's, yeah. Necessary. Yeah. it's necessary it's real <laughs> it's real. I, think, it's real. Yeah. I think another thing too is that with the show the separation too is that this is real life right. like we don't realize like we see 
like shows like The Wire and we see the gang side and all that stuff and the street side, but we don't realize there's a lot of crooked cops out there that's doing yeah. things. I mean, Baltimore literally just indicted, I think, eight uh, cops mm-hmm. that had a cop gang. Yeah. You know what yep. I'm saying? And... And, and they were pretty much doing the same thing that's going on in the Oath. I mean, they were, you know, arresting drug dealers, taking their drugs, giving it to their crew to sell drugs for them on the street, you know. Wow. And it was the same thing. And they were working for another big-time drug dealer, which is the reason why they was knocking his competition off for him. And, like, I mean, this is real. So I think that's, the, that's what really separates the show from a lot of the cop shows that we see on TV. A lot of times they're... Not as real. The good guys aren't always good, and the bad guys aren't always bad. Exactly. Yeah. But did it change your perspective of like law enforcement and and people in law enforcement at all by doing this show? Not for me. I mean, you know, I understand that there there's bad cops and there's right. good cops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it didn't change my perspective. Like it didn't make me. It didn't sway me one way or the other. You know, it yeah. was, it's it's always just still been the same. I understand it. You know, like he said earlier, there's there's good guys and there's bad guys. It just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I'm just a, what it is. I'm on board with Kwame. I think I, I don't think it changed my perspective uh, per se. Uh, I still believe, you know, that uh, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a dangerous world, you know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's dangerous for everybody, specifically, you know, people of color. And yeah. uh, I don't think that's anything to ever shy away from because mm-hmm. it's real. It's happening every single day, you know, someplace, somewhere. So uh, if our show can at least open up that dialogue and that conversation to let people say, hey, it's not just an isolated thing. It happens. It's yeah. real, you know. So yeah. talk about it, you know, and um, hopefully we can, you know, spark that conversation and maybe have some change happen. Yeah, yeah. well, we are definitely yeah. seeing a fluctuation of – African-American content being really, you know, looked at now, especially with these different networks and, and streaming places that are opening up opportunities for new directors and, and actors and producers. So I'm, I'm excited for you guys to see how you guys are going to break the platform for this as well for Crack Oak, you know, and it's a game changer for them. So Black is the new black. Black is the new black. We're trying to make this. It's always been black. That's the new black. Well, we know we got to get you guys out of here. So yeah. where can uh, fans find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at, at Corey Hardrick. On Twitter at Corey Hardrick, Facebook, uh, I got a fan page, so I'm out here. So yeah, March 8th today. Uh, same here. It's uh, at Arlen Escarpeta. My last name is a little bit funny for some people, so it's E S Carpet and then the letter A. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Kwame. And for me, same thing: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Kwame Patterson. All right, but congratulations, fellas. Congratulations. We're going to get you guys out of here, but we'll be checking out. Thank you can you go ahead and watch all 10 episodes if you want yes. to. Right, right now. Yeah. Right, right now. And it's free. That's it's the free. thing. Yeah. It's free. You know yep. black folks free. love some free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Fall free. <laughs> Fall free. It's for yep. free. Let's and, do it. And, so. Corey, congratulations. You got a new baby on, on the way. way. So congratulations. Congratulations. Girl coming. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, appreciate you guys. Man. Working and dad. A lot of new things going on right now. You got to do it all. You got to do it all. You got to do it all. Some real black fathers out here now. That's right. Yes. That's Amen right. To that. yeah. Amen to that. I'm home every night with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Preach, brother. Crazy good fathers out here. That's right. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'll still go upside somebody's head. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. We're going to roll. You got some other information for we got us. Some too, well, I think we have another trailer about a new movie that we want to talk about, too. That's right. That's right. The uh, Forgiven. Yes. Yeah, so I actually saw it yesterday. Um, it stars Forrest Whitaker and Eric Bana. Um, we got a little trailer here. It's from Saban Films. It's coming out tomorrow, and I want you guys to check it out. All right. Prisoner Blumfeld, you have a visitor. Father, please find me just one piece of bone. I promise. 
Don't go to that prison. He's only out to harm you. But he knows who killed this girl. He's a psychopath and a convicted killer. He'll try and destroy you. Amnesty for your crimes is highly unlikely. Unless you tell me about this operation. How does it feel? I told him. Colluding with your former white masters. Colonel, do you have nothing to say to these families? They are your own people. Tears have no color. Killing someone <laughs> is never political. Killing someone is personal. Boy, don't call me boy. Tell you a thing or two about what's buried in this country. And it's all about Hexo. God forgive the likes of me. We are all connected by a common humanity. No one is beyond redemption. Bloomberg is going to talk. If he crosses, he sinks us all. There's been a bomb threat against the commission. Take off Bloomfeld. Let him come! We are one nation now. All right, guys, that's the trailer for The Forgiven right there. Eric Bana, Forrest Whitaker. It is a great movie. It is a, uh, it's, it's a, deep and intense movie. It's about Archbishop Desmond Tutu uh, and his major meeting with uh, murderer Pyatt Blumfield. So it's uh, the story of the the meeting of those two and a little bit of backstory around the Archbishop and some of the uh, dramas that he went through in that position. So check it out. Check it out. Comes out tomorrow, March 9th, and uh, it's a pretty good film. Well, speaking of things coming out tomorrow, March 9th, I celebrate A Wrinkle in Time. It's coming out tomorrow. It is an excellent movie for all of y'all out there that just want to go and live in fantasy land for a little while. It was really beautifully done. Ava DuVernay, full shout out to you, girl, because you did that all the way. And just uh, for those out there who want to, like, help somebody, help some kids, go see, you know, a movie that, you know, shows some kids of color doing some things that we don't always get to see on screen. You guys can check out Quest Love's Quest Challenge. It's called the Wrinkle Challenge, and you can go online, just Google hashtag Wrinkle Challenge, and you can go online and donate. Starting at 10 bucks. you can buy a free ticket for a kid to see the movie in theaters, because the AMC theaters are donating. Uh, well, not donating, because you, know, you donate the $10, and they'll give a ticket to a child that wants to see the movie. So get the kids to see the movie, guys. Wrinkle in Time, coming out tomorrow. Alright, this is this should be called like the movie know, edition like, of the like, show. All the movies that are coming out. We're basically out doing, doing you know, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, but you can check out time. our show Black Tomatoes. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna judge Wrinkle in Time, <laughs> right. but critique it. Right. I just said it was a great watch. You should definitely must check see. it out. It's a must, must see. see. Everybody should check it must out. See. Same way we supported um, Black Panther, we need to support Wrinkle in Time. Absolutely. It's a beautiful movie. Alright, so speaking of supporting people, all of us black folks, you know, we've been in love with Tiffany Haddish now for going on a year. Yeah. You know, Girls Trip came out last year and she blew up after that. Some of us knew her beforehand and we're, you know, all about her and so excited for her to finally have her moment. She's been having her moment. She's been having her moment everywhere. She did yeah. Saturday Night Live. She was at the Oscars this past I weekend. Saw her. Yeah. 
I interviewed her, actually. Most of us think, you know, she was great, right? Like, everybody up here is like, she's the best thing ever. Well, somebody on Facebook decided, oh, no, she's not. She is doing way too much. And he decided to write a whole long post about it that kind of went viral over Facebook. Um, This young man's name is Ja'Cory McQueen. He considers himself a journalist. Um, And he basically wrote a post in which he said, quote, I want Tiffany Haddish to win as much as the next person of color, but I don't want her to do it in a way that embarrasses our race. He went on to describe all of the things that she has done that he considers to be an embarrassment. Um, Some things include uh, how she mispronounced the names when she was uh, she was announcing the Academy Award nominees and she couldn't say some of the names properly. How she took off her shoes at the Oscars this past weekend and happily jumped over the velvet rope to greet Meryl Streep. And he just thought she was kind of like out of line and she's doing too much for the people and it's making us look bad. And a lot of people started to agree, and a lot of people also came for him online. So what do you guys think? Is Tiffany Haddish doing the most and embarrassing the race? Mm. I don't think she's embarrassing the race, but I do think, um, you know, as you get older, you kind of tone things down. So I think some of her tactics or antics are a little bit not age-appropriate. Oh. Mm. All right. Interesting. She's yeah, age appropriate. Age yes. Age. She sounded like somebody's mama over there. You she know, said, you know, right age here. So she was like 20, you'd be like, all right, she's just being silly. Right, right, like, right. She's a grown-ass woman. Yeah, right. And, and I don't knock anyone from, like, the attention that they get, but sometimes you do have to little, you know, be conscious. It's a place and, you know, for every. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> a time and place. A time and place. Okay. <laughs> a time and place. I mean, it's just interesting. I think that it's a fine line between comedy and, you know, being a person who we look for to to be articulate and represent us in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, a lot of her things are just a part of her, her stick, you know? So it's like she, you know, if you look at a lot of com- com- comedy, comedic, comedic guys or gals in the past, they all kind of had, some of them were over the top. And, I mean, people used to criticize Kevin Hart when he, you know, when he sort of, like, was at that transitional stage of really blowing up. You know, I think that it, it, it's a fine line. I mean, I, yeah, when, when I saw her with the whole Oscars name thing and all that, did I get? Did I cringe a little bit? I was like, "Oh, but that's Tiffany." You know, it's yeah. like that's what she does. She's like, "I'm gonna give it to you, hood." You know, but you know that she's super smart. You know, so yeah. it, it doesn't bother me per se uh, in that realm. I mean, I get it how some people could it could rub them the wrong way, but it doesn't really bother me because it's part of her act mm-hmm. a lot of times. What about you, Battering? I think uh, Tiffany Haddish is having fun. You know, as long as she's not on TMZ getting no trouble or something like that. You know, where they're trying to show negative. I mean. If she wants to have fun, she's successful now, you know, so she's just lashing out and just having fun instead of, you know, walking the, the same route that everybody's going with the grain. You know, she's having fun, and she's just doing what she likes to do. You know, time's short, so I'm, I'm backing up uh, Tiffany Hash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, would, I think I agree. Like, I don't, because at first, like you said, like, there was, when she was doing the announcements for the um, Academy Awards, I was like, dang, man, y'all couldn't have put the, like, what do you call it, the phonetic spelling so she yeah. could say it right. But at the same time, you're human, and some of them names is hard. Right. So right, she right. was doing what she could with what she, and I didn't feel like she was like doing it on purpose to try to be funny. Like right. I felt like she legit was like, I don't know what that man's name is. I'm gonna right. try my best, and like, and that is more endearing <laughs> right. and honest. Right. So yeah, right. I appreciate that, and I do see like, yeah, you kind of grown and you acting kind of crazy, but I also like that it sort of shows that 
this Hollywood thing is kind of weird. And that space between when you were a regular person and suddenly you're a famous person yeah. and like you're now meeting people that you've admired and see these people because the kid, Ja'Cory, who did the original article, he made the statement like saying, you're occupying the same space as all of these people. Like you don't have to act like they're so far above you and all this and whatnot. And I just kind of feel like it's kind of honest also to see that transition happen sure. on camera that like, yo, I was not famous yesterday and now Meryl Streep is sitting right next to me and right. fuck it, I think that's kind of wild. Like, right. It's kind yeah. of exciting and crazy. Yeah. So I appreciate that she still lives in that space instead of trying to pretend like it's all cool. I'm famous now. I'm good. I feel that. Because when I'm famous and rich like that, girl, I'm an acro food. Too. Right. I'm all right. Stop. I'm famous and rich now. I know that's right. I don't care how old I am. I'll be no. right. here. I'll be like, what? Right. Wilding out. Jumping on Denzel's back. Just kidding. Although I don't I'm see you, do I don't see you mispronouncing I'm, nobody's name, well, though. That ain't even your ski Those words are my thing. But like, right. 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 Thing. And like pronunciation right. is my Stuff. Like it would be go against who I am, but whatever. Tiffany, congratulations! Keep building, girl. Congratulations. Keep, keep building that empire, girl. Everybody hating right. on that. Right. All right. Speaking of continuing to build, we also have an interesting incident that happened at the Oscars this past weekend when Frances. Ah, I'm speaking too fast. Frances McDormand won her Best Actress Oscar for three billboards. She mentioned something in her speech, basically saying that everybody out here needs to look at and look up and add to their lives inclusion writers. And basically what she was referring to is something in Hollywood that, you know, if you're famous enough and you got enough pull when you get pulled onto a project, you can have a writer in your contract that says you want a certain amount of diversity in your crew and in the casting of the film or TV show or whatever it is. So apparently Michael B. Jordan maybe got, you know, inspired by that speech or maybe he was already in motion about this, but he announced uh, yesterday actually that he will be using inclusion writers for all of his projects going forward with his company whose name is Outlier Society Productions. So everything that he is a part of with his company and that he owns, he will have inclusion writers on. And he said, quote, I've been privileged to work with powerful women and persons of color throughout my career and it's Outlier's mission to continue to create for talented individuals going forward. Mm-hmm. So everybody's celebrating and excited that he's, you know, put it out there and making steps and hopefully like every lots of people will follow suit. Maybe not everybody, but What I like about Michael <laughs> B is he you know, he I feel like he's the millennial that is making some moves and changes in Hollywood even though, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just about him. Like he's doing he's has his hands in a lot of different projects yeah. that he's really trying to help and support. Yeah, that's funny, people that pre- of color. franchise did him real good. Real good. It set him up real nice. Very nice. Yes, yeah. So he's giving it back things. too. So I appreciate yeah, that. Know, right should be over. a sequel to that. Oh, it yeah, is. It's coming it's out, coming out <laughs> in November, out I believe. Is it November? Yeah. I thought it was November next year. So, yeah, yeah it's coming something out soon. Like yeah, somewhere, somewhere yeah. I'll be yeah. watching it work out online. Like. <laughs> uh, I bet you do. Like, who? Like, you do. You must be doing something right, because yeah. y'all just got real. They know. They got each other. Right. His trainer be posting them videos on a regular. That's my gym inspiration. That's your inspiration. I need to go to the gym. I look at Mr. Kaye, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> right well, there. Oh, I see you. Okay. I see what you doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. All right. Go well, Michael B. go we Michael B. Because that was exciting, and it was also exciting. Francis get, getting that award. You were uh, glad Francis won. Uh, mm-hmm. It was. It was just an exciting award show. I was happy about yeah, Get Out. Excited? I was excited. Listen, talk about that. Get, we don't usually get, talk about. Okay, so Get Out just 
hands down to me, I was just happy for Get Out because okay. I just felt like that is not your typical movie that would get nominated Absolutely. for an Oscar, and that is such a game changer. Even though now we're going to see like thirty Get Outs, right? Right. Everybody <laughs> going to bring their version right. of Get Out. Domino you know? effect. Domino okay. effect. Exactly. So that's the only. I mean, that's a good and a bad thing because that means there's going to be more African American content out there and more things getting picked up. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, it's going to be like a flooding of the same type of movie, which we're going to run to the same problems that mm-hmm. we say about everything else that we get oversaturated by doing the same type of stories. But hopefully that won't be the case. Real it's quick, like a long also, time for that. to piggyback off that, I don't know if you guys heard, but he's also the first uh, African American uh, to win the, to win the uh, yeah, best the, adapted screenplay. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. It was original, yes, right? The original. It was original yeah. screenplay. Oh, my bad. Yeah, best original screenplay. Yes. Yep. It was all huge. And even in his speech, he talked about how it was a 20 year process that he wrote this, you know, yeah. 20 years ago, and he never thought it would be brought to light, yeah, you know, right. and the fact that he's winning an Oscar off of that, you know, it's just. And I love it's when genius. people say that because it's hard, especially when you're not in it, in this. Hollywood right. to understand like 20 years y'all it's a 20 long time. years to get a screenplay like to come to fruition and make something happen with it like yeah. this didn't just happen people don't just wake up suddenly and everything no. is famous and wonderful and money is thrown at you to make the things that you're passionate about like this stuff takes time yeah. and work so yeah. I appreciate and, that and to answer your question I I thought this was a better award show for the Oscars than the past. And I think just because, well, here's the thing. I did the red carpet. So I saw all the the people of color there and just, you know, it just was a moment. It was like a moment when the Black Panther who came in and everybody was like, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, Chadwick and and Lapita and, (laughs) you know, uh, we all were kind of like standing with each other. And it was just like a proud moment. So you felt the pride of the color and all of the inclusiveness on the carpet. On the carpet. But like the actual show itself. it, It was better than it years before with inclusion. I mean, we were not there yet, but it was better than before. Like the show. The show was okay. I mean, I I think the Oscars have, I don't... Oscars to me are the most boring show okay. out of all of them. You know, Swear, really? you know what I mean? Like it out of is. all the all of the Golden Globes and the you, you know the Sag Awards, I, I think I think that well, I think the Sag Awards. I mean, uh, I think the uh, Oscars they need champagne set up at the tables. They need to get turned up a little bit. No, we need to see. That theater. You know what I'm saying? It's hard in that theater, but. It was better than it was in the years before. Um, And there was a lot of things going on at the Oscars. Well, that's the thing. Like, I felt like it was weird. Like, the energy was weird. Watching the carpet was weird and uncomfortable and awkward. And, like, the vibe, just like we said at the SAG Awards when we did the carpet, like, the energy was very different, obviously, for obvious reasons. There's some crazy stuff going on. But then to watch the show, the vibe kind of felt. But then everybody jumped up and down when um, Get Out won for the screenplay. So it was like, yay, it all made it. But how was it four hours and whack? Like, I don't know. Right. Because it was the longest, like, in a while. Yeah, it was. It was long. Um, You know, I mean, it's a work in progress, I guess. (laughs) Because... Like I said, I always thought that the Oscars were the most boring one out of all of them anyway, so I, my expectation of it probably is here we versus here. We didn't have like, Hugh Jackman to sing and dance or anything. That did not happen. But we had Mary J. perform her song. And she, she did. She, and and, and Miguel. I'm, I'm going to say this because I just I found mean, it real funny. You know Miguel did a great job. Miguel, Miguel did a great, did a great job. job. Miguel performed at the Oscars. Yes. That alone. That, that, you know that, what I'm saying? That's big. That alone is that's better big. than you that's before. Big, right. Miguel performed that's at the Oscars. That's fair. All right. But I do have to say about Mary's performance, like they should have given instructions to the crowd yeah. that, that she was about to do a church kind of song because <laughs> they were she ready. had did the whole song. Right. And at the end, everybody's clapping and then they did their reprise because they in a choir and they about to sing again. Right. And the audience literally, the camera went to the audience and the audience was like, they didn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. Oh, so yeah. I find comedy in those things. Right. right. 
That was funny. You know? Yeah, well. But she looked great, too. Yeah, she did look great. So then, you know, every year they do this big governor's ball thing that takes place at the Oscars. It's like the who's who in Hollywood that goes to this party. Did you go to the governor's ball? You know, I stopped by a section of it. I slide, you know, a little, you know. I'm not going to use the word slide in because, you know, they're very strict. You know, you will not be allowed back to Oscars if you do anything wrong. That's the only award show I've ever been to where when you have to scan your badge to walk in and scan your badge to walk out because they want to know that you left. Right. Wow. They, they want to know that you're still not in here. Right. So, um, but a friend of mine does the governor's ball, so, you know, that was it, was, it was an opportunity to be able to kind of slide in there for a second. Now, with that, it's very interesting because, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Frances, who won the Best Actress, Frances McDermott, uh, won the Best Actress Award, and she gave, a, a, people loved her speech, as you mentioned. Um, well, something very interesting happened to her at the, the uh, governor's ball. She had her Oscar in hand, and a man by the name of Terry Bryant, who I did see, actually, which is ironic. I saw him several <laughs> times before the alleged crime, um, which is not even alleged. Uh, right. So Terry Bryant, <laughs> Uh, has been a, was arrested because right so the governor's ball is kind of like on two floors mm-hmm. of the uh, Dolby Center and um, uh, you know people kind of in and out and they have their awards so Frances apparently I'm sure she had won her award maybe passed it off to someone or someone from her team and uh, I think t- Mr. Terry Bryan who was who had a ticket to the governor's yeah, ball um, he you know, decided that maybe he wanted to take her award home with him versus her mm-hmm. taking an award home with herself. Yeah. So there's, it's caught up. On, it caught all on video of him walking around with the award, and and people were kind of like, you know, at first it was he wasn't really no one paid attention, but then he literally was walking around with the award and kind of making it a bigger deal that he had the award. And a photographer caught wind to this and looked at him and, and started to think like, wait a minute, I don't. Remember him? I don't remember him winning anything, and I saw the entire awards show, and I don't remember whose posse you are exactly in. What squad are you with? So follow follow, the the photographer followed Mr. Terry Bryant, and um, apparently realized that you know Mr. Terry Bryant wouldn't wasn't part of uh, Francis. Uh, entourage yeah. oh and uh, called the authorities. And wow. so, <laughs> <That's a mess. laughs> Mr. Terry Bryant has pleaded guilty. Uh, ple- he says oh. he has pleaded not guilty, not guilty. But we have a little clip here, and you tell me if you are <laughs> not going to plead guilty when you see yourself on this video. Okay, please play this TMZ clip. <laughs> this is outside the governor's ball. And in a few seconds, we're going to see Mr. There's Mr. Terry right there. You know he's happy. He just won his award. Wait. He did not win his award. He stole his award. (laughs) So that's a little clip of him. You know, he is proud of that. And the best part is this: there's another video that actually shows him walking into the party with Frances McDermott, and he he kind of jumped in with her posse. You kind of see her look at him like, I don't know what this is, but she could have, you know, she may have been like, maybe he's with with the with security, or maybe he's somebody's friend, you know, whatever. Kept it moving. So now Terry, um, yeah. So Terry is now being um, uh, charged uh, with uh, a felony um, for 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 stealing, you know, a suspicion of a felony theft. Yeah. And um, as I mentioned, he, you know, he pleaded not guilty, but he has a bail of twenty thousand dollars. And um, you know, I can't even lie to y'all. What I was most disappointed about, I was like, was please don't black? let him be black. Oh, you. Oh, I was like, please, God. 
Don't let him be black. We got the most black people ever that's winning at the Oscars. Please don't let Mr. Dry Ponytail. This is what we're talking about. This is why. This is what we're talking about. talking about. I was like, please don't let Mr. Dry Ponytail be the one. But can I say he really did like a despicable me? Yes, he did. He really did. I'm gonna steal the moon. I'm not to steal an Oscar. Right, I'm gonna steal an Oscar. He did. But the best is his attorney. Like her argument right now for why he did it because he wasn't actually stealing the award. She said that the reason that this happened is because we live in this new Kardashian culture right. where people just get famous for doing nothing and mm-hmm. doing crazy things. And he was just trying to get famous. He wasn't actually going to take the award. Right. He was just trying to get famous. We're talking yeah. about him now. He's famous. Oh, he is, he famous. is famous. He's, He's in there. Hollywood so it works. It works. It worked. And now yeah, he's going right. to be famous and go to jail. Famously. With a felony jail, on your record. <laughs> like, ridiculous. And, and, and you yeah. notice that, you know, listen, oh. he had the he had the wavy, oh. wavy oh, ponytail. He had the wavy ponytail. In the video, stop y'all notice that. Stop. Now y'all That's look at right. that. That peekaboo. They wrong. That is not okay. That that's wrong right there. You know he got. <laughs> he was all slick. He was all slick. He was all. You know he had his. He had his juices. He had his wave nouveau jumping off. He did. You know what I'm saying? Carefree. You know now now they got him looking like Sealy, and you know that's that's I'm just saying. He he was permed up. He was permed up. He had his makeup on. That Listen, Terry, that good luck with your argument and with your lawyer's argument, That's Terry. Good luck, Terry. All right. Good luck, Terry. Good oh, good and Francis does not want to. Um, she don't want to press charges. She don't want to press charges, but she doesn't have anything. You know, oh, yeah, she doesn't own the award. Right. Oh, All right. So now we're gonna talk about something really special outside of this. We if have. You a, don't want to look like that, man. If you don't want to look like that, <laughs> the person who's in the house with us will teach you how not to look like that, Miss <laughs> Tiffany Anderson. And I'm gonna say the the name of the book again. Author of Hair Therapy. Cures for growing your beautiful natural hair. And Courtney hair. is, is uh, she me up. Uh, Vanna <laughs> Black right read. now. Right, right. Courtney's Vanna Black <laughs> showing the, showing the uh, cover yes, of the yes. book. Vanna Black, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, now, you have a, a hair model with us. What's your hair model's name? Sasha. Sasha. DJ, DJ Sasha. DJ Sasha. In the house. I saw a hot DJ all through Hollywood. And dancer. Listen, invite right. us. Invite us to the show. All right. Yeah. So now Sasha is rocking. Uh, you you just twisted that up she real quick. Like her hair was all long. And, like I'm looking back now, she looked like Lapita. So right. so now so you're gonna tell us about certain looks that people can do. You know, yes. just easy at home. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. Um, Kind of our looks or our um, is the Oscar award. So a lot of the uh, looks for uh, the models or like Lupita was wearing, Viola Davis, it was all about textures. Mm-hmm. So you want to um, create textures when you're trying to achieve certain looks. And then the textures create volumes and it allows you more, um, the hair to be more versatile. So what I did is um, first she washed her hair and then we kind of air dried it, blow dried it, but not with the dryer because we didn't want it straight. We still wanted those um, her curl pattern to stay in it. And um, I teased it a little bit. I put some um, cornrows at the top and at the, um, the crown of her head, brought the back to a ponytail, um, teased, you know, that's back combing, and then just start folding, creating something interesting. And then I also laid some, um, Lupita was rocking uh, some color. Yeah. With um, yarn, some hair accessory, hair ornament. So then we just uh, intertwined the hair ornament in between Miss Sasha's hair. She's so Looking fancy. good. Yeah, so. Yes. And how long does that take to do something like that? Normally, I, I'm like the five-minute style person. Because of her te- hair texture, of course, it... Um, did take a little bit longer than the five minutes that I like to recommend. It took maybe like 15 minutes to create. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and then what will people find in the book? So in the book, Hair Therapy, Cures for Growing Your Beautiful Natural Hair, I talk a lot about um, how to appreciate your hair, how to achieve, um, I'm a trichologist, so that's a um, study of hair and scalp disorders. So a lot of women these um, days are suffering from um, thinning edges, alopecia, Mm -hmm. um, and they don't know how to overcome some of these um, issues. So I have before and after photos that I have in there that are actually my clients. I also talk about... um, some of the insecurities that we end up not, why we don't take care of our hair or value it and stuff. I also um, share a lot of um, one-on-one. These are really um, tutorials from my clients and stuff because what I've um, found to happen is by the time clients or women come to me, I'm like their last resort, so they don't believe anymore. So like I'm really, I was really um, like, they're like, oh no, this person is just going to take my money. And so I really want to um, encourage women that there are people out there that still value and can show you how to take care of your hair, how to get through those disorders and overcome a lot of those um, hair insecurities that we face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at some knowledge. Yeah, right. girl, yeah. That's, that's now, I know it caters to women, but is there anything in there that men can Yes, it also caters out? to, um, we, we do know that um, male and female pattern baldness and thinning, we do know that it's not just for Why'd women. Why'd you look at me when you said thinning? No, why no, I didn't say you that. Had, why, why'd you take an extra five no, seconds no, and say it? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was just doing a once-over. I'm still growing it out. It gets curly. I'm trying to grow it out. Yeah, because what what it showcases is all about your daily regimen. Like many people um, associate thinning, balding, and all that with aging hereditary, and that is a factor, but it's not the number one factor. The number one factor is how you take care of it. It's your daily regimen. Just like diabetes can be associated to aging hereditary, but we do know that we could counteract those um, the progress of it if we just change the way that we eat, exercise, and things like that. So that's also what your hair is. It's the exercising and then just changing the daily regimen and knowing the right products to use and knowing what is going to promote growth opposed to uh, you know demote it, take it off, and stuff like that. All right, for sisters wearing their natural hair, what is the one thing you would tell them to stop doing that's destroying their hair? Um, The one thing I would tell them to stop doing is wetting the hair. Um, (laughs) Water is, it has... Um, um, no nutrients in water. So what we do is like we have natural moisture. Everyone has natural moisture in their hair. You deplete it, the more water you put in it. So it just dries it out. Mm -hmm. And it also... um, you know, and that's why a lot of people like use it to wet the hair because we're under the impression that the water softens the hair and it doesn't because when it dries, it's just hard. And then we have to realize too that our water is hard. It's hard because we're putting something in it like a, pro- you know, to prevent it from um, causing bacteria. So you're putting all of that on your hair every single day. So you're taking out every natural thing that would benefit your hair and prevent it from shedding or coming out or turning hard or, you know, from not being manageable. You're just depleting it with that water. It's like just rinsing it all the way out. Wait, yeah. so, so how do you take showers then? <laughs> you wear a shower, shower cap. You wear a shower cap. You, shower. you, gotta, you know you got to wear it. Right, Anthony, you must not date a black woman. They can get real creative when they don't want their like, hair like, wet. Now, now listen, hold on. Listen, and, and, my and you have to have like five different And look. what right. the misconception Colors. too is with people, hair is not dirty. What makes it dirty is what you put in it because it starts sticking and, you know, getting all the pollutants that you're, you know, that's why. If your hair is just natural with the natural moisture, and oil, it's not. It's what you put in it that has to be rinsed out and washed out. So that's normally why people wash it all the time. And they just, it's not dirty. 
<laughs> well, how often would you say that a person should wash their hair? Per- I recommend natural hair. I recommend once a month, every three to wow, four weeks. Once a month, mm-hmm. really? Literally, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yes. Yeah. So Courtney, for a guy, Courtney's, Courtney's like, so 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 listen day. this real quick. I don't wash my hair every day. Wait, I'm kidding, I'm, so I'm so for a guy, you were asking about male. So in the book, I've shared also. So most people, like um, men, they've been washing their hair every day since they were like a teenager. So imagine washing your hair. A woman washing her hair every day. She wouldn't have hair like that first week. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing this from a teenager to like your twenties. So your mid twenties, you're going to start showing some thinning because that's not really healthy. Wetting your hair every day that's good to know yes. i mean i literally wash my hair pretty much every day because i sweat a lot so i yeah you know, and that's not a, dirt yeah. yeah so what you're doing is you're um shocking the hair on the skin your skin is uh, uh skin is a protectant so it's drying out but as it dries out it grows layer to protect the scalp or the you know it's you're just growing layers and layers of skin over it and that skin has to be exfoliated because another thing that people disassociate scalp from skin so scalp mm-hmm. has to be a fo- exfoliated just like your skin does. And you have to get those layers of skin off so that your hair follicles can come through. Get that crust off, Daryl. Get that crust off. Uh, yeah. Get that crust off. Right. 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 So, so just right. because you don't have psoriasis or an excess, you know, of dandruff and stuff yeah. doesn't mean that your scalp is still not being affected. And what you have to do is you can't ignore the thinning. Like, that's what we do. Like, for instance, if we just keep eating, eating, and eating, and you ignore it, you're going to gain weight. So if you ignore the thinning, then it's going to start coming out. If you ignore the coming out, then it's going to start balding. And what, but once you get to that place, can you get it back? You can if it has not. Yes, you can. Okay. You can. Is that in the book? Is that anything yes, about that's that? In the book too? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. like, I need that book. Like, yes, that's in I there. Yeah. You're like, she said it was in there. I'm going to start Listen. turning pages. Right. Yes, it's I'm in like, there. Hold up. Yes, yes. And what, I know we got to get out of here, but what do you think about biotin? Like, those type of, like, are those products that you recommend? Or are there I mean, certain hair vitamins? Affinity, vitamins. Yeah, like, are there certain vitamins that you recommend? That yeah. so, so, what I will say, because I do want to say, too, that I love Tiffany Haddish because I don't want her to come for me. I do love Tiffany. But I will say, say so biotin hair affinity nothing has been recreated it's nothing new under the sun so just what people is it's not necessarily bad for it it's a vitamin you know what i mean yeah. but it's not necessarily going to give you the results that you want you okay. know what i mean i'm not going to say it's bad for you okay but yeah well if so. you could tell everybody one thing they should do to continue to promote healthy hair in themselves, what would be the one thing? Um, moisturize. Okay. Definitely moisturize. Um, moisturize is, is the key because you want to seal in the moisture. Like when our hair is out, it really dries out. So, so curly texture hair dries oh, like somebody you. evaporates, you know, sucks the dryness. So you really, to seal in the moisture, you want to twist it up at night, wear a sleep cap, add moisture to it. And um, products are also that you, I recommend are in the book as well. Mm-hmm. I also have a bonus. I'm a um, author of a children's book called I Love My Natural Hair, and that's in the back also. Hey. Mm-hmm. All right. Look at you. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> sister. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's my sister. Yes. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up. So where can fans find you on social media and all that fun stuff? Okay. So Twitter, Tiffany's Natural. Um, on Instagram, I am Tiffany Anderson. And on Facebook, Tiffany Anderson. Sasha. All right. Bam. All right. I'm everywhere. Bada boom, bada bang. Bada bang, right. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing. On Instagram at 
Jay Hollywood. I'm I'm Hollywood Jay. So Jay Hollywood on Instagram and bada bing bada boom is pretty much word of mouth. So you can't just get me by you know. Oh, that's you know, the code. That's the knock knock. That's the knock knock. Bada bing. That's the knock knock. Right. Hey, you right. Right. Before we close out, you can't have a hairstylist and not have her say. Can people find you for uh, hair services? Oh, yes, you can. Yes, also um, at um, I'm located in the Bay Area um, in Berkeley on Seventh Street, and, and I'm also a mobile stylist. So if you guys are don't want to leave, I come to you as well. I like that. Yeah, Bay to LA. Yes. All right. Carpet events, everything. <laughs> everything. Yes, everything. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in today. I'm Dario Christian. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And on Broken Famous on The Reels channel on Friday nights. Oh, oh. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Next week. Peace. <laughs> From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. But can I leave? Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.